When the glory is in the room, nothing else is needed. Yes. And may we do everything for the glory of God. Yes. And how great, how great is our, is God. our God. Yes. Woo. The, the, <laughs> the thing <Yes. laughs> ever since last week when, when my dad preached and said, um, Jesus is great was the, the topic. Yeah. And he shared scripture after scripture, just reiterating that point of how great our God is. Yes. And it was at that moment when it, it sort of hit me that let's let's stick with that to help the people understand, help us understand what we mean when we say God is great. And as um, Elder Brother Rick, <laughs> I said Elder Rick, uh, Brother Rick shared that sometimes we we get caught up in church lingo and we we go past these words and we don't spend the, the time that it's needed to really understand what we're saying, even when we tell someone to have a blessed day and 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 what that actually means. And so what hit me when dad was sharing his message last week was to talk about the greatness of God. And it just hit me at that point to say, greater is he, greater yeah. is he. So that's today's subject. That's the message, the title of today's message. And we're going to take our text from 1 John chapter 4 and verse 4. And if you would join me in prayer so that we can continue to just keep our minds drawn in. Yes. Uh, yeah, God, yeah. we thank you for this service thus far today. We thank you for uh, waking us up, for allowing us one more day to give you glory. We thank you, Lord, for another time in your presence. We thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to learn of you. We thank you, God, that your presence is, is there. Your presence is here. Your presence is, is being just just saturating wherever we are as we yes, listen Lord. to the words of praise, as we listen to your, your the spoken word, yes, all Lord. giving you glory, all giving you honor. And I pray as I share the word that you've given me, I pray that yes, I do not get in the way of what you want to say to your people. Yes, Lord. I pray, God, that my, my delivery, I pray that not my own ego, I pray that nothing that I do will distract from what you want to say today. Yes, Lord. Because Jesus. it's all about you and it's not about us. And we thank you. We are so grateful and, and thankful, God, to you for your faithfulness. Yes, Lord Jesus. So we love you, Lord, this morning. And, and we praise you, God, for what you have done already and what you will do in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So, yeah, it's good to see everybody. And I, you know, the first, uh, I think the last time I, I shared the word, I was still in Ohio. And uh, I believe I might have even been at work at the time on, on webcam, but you're right. Uh, international, right? BBC International and the yes. uh, <laughs> International <laughs> Ministries. Yes. So I'm just down here planting seeds. Um, in terms of just sharing God's word and his goodness and 
Uh, it's just amazing, like you said, technology, being able to glory in his presence. You all are there in, in Euclid and our, our, our family in, in Houston and Akron and Cleveland and all over. And I'm just so thankful to uh, be able to share with what God has given me today. Um, always appreciative of the opportunity. And again, today we're going to talk about greater. So if you turn to 1 John 4 and 4, the text reads, and I'm going to be reading from the King James but the text reads, ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Read that one more time. Ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Yeah, thanks. And so at this time, we're, we're coming up on, you know, for a lot of people, this is the, the commercial Halloween season, right? And we have, you know, there's, there's trick-or-treating, there's costume parties, there's, uh, you have all the, at this point, all the horror films, right? Back in my parents' day, it was um, one of the, the big sort of classic films was The Exorcist, okay? But then we have nowadays, we have sort of this modern, and I'm not making a, uh, a case for everybody to go out and watch these films, but it's going to tie in. And, and nowadays we have things like The Conjuring and all of that in that series. And, but they're all focused really on one thing. Well, two things. They're focused on the power of the enemy tends to be pervasive of most of the movie. And then... Toward the end, the conclusion, you see the power of God. And so there's always like this intense and immense battle and struggle between good and evil. But when we really understand what John is saying, and he was speaking to uh, primarily Gentiles and not Jews with this particular text to get them to understand the concepts of God. When we begin to understand the true comparison, then we realize that there really is no comparison. We begin to understand that the, the power levels when it comes to power and what that means is that it's not apples to apples. So when we're comparing the power of God to the power of the enemy or the enemies of God, we are not comparing two similar things but we're actually looking at one thing as the scripture says that is so much greater than the other. If you have something that's greater than, then you by nature have to have something that is lesser than. Testing. And so a lot of these, you know, around this time, a lot of these movies tend to focus on the lesser than and making it seem so scary and, and, and so, you know, and, and so this is here's here's the comfort for those those of us who are called by God and those of us who have a relationship with God is that when we watch those types of things and if if we watch those types of things, um, you know, if your parents kids let you <laughs> probably won't. But we have to understand that there is nothing to be afraid of because of our relationship that we have in God and in Christ. So. Understanding this word greater, greater, greater is he that is in you. 
So I'm, I'm looking through all this, these dictionaries and, um, you know, like I've been taught, you look through the Greek, you try to find the original text and what that means. And I, I found, you know, in the Greek, it's megas and it simply just means great. And I'm thinking, well, that didn't give me a whole lot to go on. Uh, there was, there, it literally just means greater, you know, it, it, in the largest, largest sense of the term. And so what I did, I kept searching and I found this uh, dictionary, the Macmillan Dictionary from the UK. And it, it, finally, it gave me a little bit more insight in kind of what I was looking for. And so there's four points that it says. It says more than usual. It says important and powerful. It says enthusiastic and able to do something well. And so I started thinking about that more than usual, that power, the power of this God who is greater is more than God who is greater is powerful, as we know, omnipotent, all powerful, enthusiastic. It reminded me of one of those songs where it talks about even scripture where it talks about the Lord rejoices over us and then able to do something well that God can do all things but fail. And so I, I kept reading. I said, OK, so let me go a little bit deeper into the comparison of greater than. And so if you turn to Luke 10, 19, you're going to see a very familiar uh, scripture. And Luke 10, 19 says, behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. And nothing shall by any means hurt you. And so what God is saying in this particular verse has been misconstrued and it's been taken literally, unfortunately, by denominations in the past, right? You had people who would dance with snakes. You had people who would tempt God by putting themselves in harm's way and then quoting the scripture out of context. And then they would end up hurt. <laughs> Some end up dead. And, and right and, and transitioning over to that next life um, because they didn't understand what this scripture actually meant. And so he says that, you know, I give you this power, but what God is saying is I'm giving you me. So you connect that back to our original scripture. He's saying I'm giving you power, but it's the power is who I am. So I am giving you me. And this is what I found interesting about this is that these are a couple of things that I really didn't notice before, but the power in Luke 10 and 19 there it's used two times. And the original text, the original words are actually different words. See, because the first power where he says, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions, that power is something called exousian, which means authority. But additionally, it means I've given you the capacity, the competency, the freedom or mastery of a thing. So what, is that, what, are we, what, are, what does that mean? So it indicates a, several, a certain level of like knowledge, awareness, but also action on our part. So sum that up, we have to walk and do our part to live in that 
amount of power to live and walk in that authority. So essentially we can't coast our way to heaven, right? We can't just get saved and become comfortable Christians. We can't just sit around and actually not do anything and not do what we know to do in order to, to grow closer and draw deeper. So it, it, it really, it connotes that we have to do our part in order to walk in this particular power in Luke 10, 19 that the Lord is talking about. But then the second power, he says, and over all the power of the enemy, that power is just, that's dynamine, that's just raw power. There's, there's, so I, the, the difference here, there's no authority there. All right, now we're talking about the enemy. There's no mastery. There's no competency. There's no freedom there. It's just power. And so understanding that God is saying two things. He's saying, look, I'm giving you this authority over the raw power of the enemy but this authority is accessed when we do our part in studying, fasting, and praying. So let's, let's look at this a little bit deeper. So Mark 9, 17 through 29, you can write this down and, and definitely recommend reading it later. But it tells the story of a father who has a son who was possessed by demons. And it talks about how the, the, you know, they had this dumb spirit and these demons would throw the, the sun sometimes into the fire and the water and all this stuff. I mean, really tormenting this young kid. And so it also tells in this story that the people would, they took this boy to the disciples. But the, the scripture says that they were unable to cast these demons out of this, this child. And so the story goes on, it says Jesus rebuked his disciples. But then in verse 29, it says this kind can come forth by nothing but by prayer and fasting. And so I'm reading this and I'm like, oh, wait, you just you've given us this power. You've given us this authority over the enemy. So why were they not able to take care of this? Right. Why were they not able to cast out these demons, you know, if they have that relationship with you? But then the question came to me, well, which disciples are we talking about here? The Bible just says disciples. Right. If you go back to verse two, he was only with three of them, Peter, James and John. If you go to verse thirty five, he was around a lot of them and he called the twelve over to him. And we know that God was always, Jesus was always surrounded by many followers, right? Which we get disciples from. They're literally just followers. And we, we were reminded of this, that in 1 John 2, 19, that not everyone who followed Christ was of Christ. And not everyone who was around for the miraculous and for the show actually had the intent of a relationship. And so because 1 John 2.19 says they went out from us, but they were not of us. He says, because if they had been of us, they would have continued with us. So they walked around with us. They, they talked like us. They had the church lingo. They looked like they went to church. They had the clothing, but they didn't have the power. They didn't have the authority. Because if they had the authority, then that would have shown itself in their lives. 
And so you connect these two stories, and I believe that God is telling us two things that one, that there are certain levels to spiritual warfare. There are levels to this. But two, it is our responsibility to be in a right standing with God by studying the word, fasting, and praying in order to fulfill and to really walk in the authority that we've been given. And so we had another, another account that, um, and I, every time I read this account, I, I kind of laugh. It's, 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 it's not funny, but it's kind of funny because it's Acts 19, 13, and 17. And the Bible says, then certain of the vagabond Jews, and these are just wanderers. These are people that are just, you know, have, they don't have a home, kind of like gypsies. They're just walking around. And, but then the Bible also says that they were exorcists. Right. And so typically at that time, we had much like we do today, we had people uh, performing magic and performing uh, tricks. And we had people trying to covet power for their own personal gain and to build their finances. Right. To build a fortune. And so these people, these vagabond Jews, took it upon themselves to call over. It says call over them, which had evil, evil spirits in the name of the Lord Jesus, saying, we adjure you by Jesus, whom Paul preaches. And I found that funny because I'm like, whenever you have to name drop somebody else while you're trying to, <laughs> you're trying, you're, you're engaged in, in spiritual warfare and you, you can't even, you didn't even say just Jesus, right? But this Jesus, this guy that we hear Paul talking about, we're going to try to cast you out. Clearly, clearly showing that they really did, they didn't know who they were talking about. They didn't have a relationship with them. And so, and it says there were seven sons of one Sceva, a Jew and chief priest, which did so. So there were seven, seven people and the evil spirit answer. And so that, that to me is just, it, again, it's, it's, it's comical because it's like, they're so unaware of what it really takes to have true authority and true power, and that it takes that relationship. And so he says that the spirit answer, and you know you're in trouble when a spirit starts talking back to you, right? Like when you start having a conversation with whatever somebody's possessed with, then you're probably probably not doing so well. Um, and, the, and, and the spirit, evil spirit answered and said, Jesus, I know. And he says, and Paul, I know, but he says, but who are you? You know, and so then it, go, it proceeds to say in 16, and the man in whom the evil spirit was, it leaped on them, overcame them, prevailed against them, so that they fled out of the house naked and wounded. So this spirit, it, it beat these people down and, and ran them out of the house. And so this was known, but here's the purpose. And this is why the Lord allowed that particular event to happen. Because in 17, it says this was known to all the Jews and Greeks also dwelling at Ephesus and fear fell on them all. And the name of the Lord Jesus was magnified. The name of the Lord Jesus was magnified. Um, Brother Rick just said glory to magnify, to magnify the Lord. That's our purpose. That's why we have been given authority to walk over serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. So just a real, real quick recap, because I was going to finish this, this particular sermon by, by talking about 
the lesser than. And, but God said, you know what? No, you don't. Why, why do we even go there? Because in our society today, we give Satan way too much credit, right? The devil did this. The devil did that. Well, how, the, number one, the devil's not omnipresent. So he can't be over Aunt Susie's house and over Uncle Billy's house doing this, doing something at the same time. And so we give, we give him too much credit, too much power, right? Power that he doesn't even have, that we blame the enemy for, for all this, that a lot of times it's just us. It's just us not doing what we're supposed to do or, or doing something we weren't supposed to do, right? It's not that, you know, the enemy is powerless, but again, you have to understand the purpose of his power is so that Christ and God can be magnified in the world, in our lives, that he is used. His power is for a purpose. It's the same thing that happened in Job's life is that, you know what, I'm going to allow you and allot you, God said, a certain level of, of of position in his life or the ability to afflict, but I'm setting all the parameters. I'm, I'm dictating the terms. And here's the beautiful part of that is that there is no negotiation here. So God is talking to the enemy and he says, you know, I, you know, in, in business, you, you, you negotiate, right? You come to terms, right? You, you come to, okay, this is going to work out for me. This is going to work out for you. So the great thing about this is that God is not, he's not negotiating with the enemy. Remember that in our lives, when we're going through something, God isn't negotiating, but he's dictating. The Bible says when the spirit of the Lord says, when the enemy rushes in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord, what lifts up a standard, against him. So the Lord is always dictating the terms. He's always setting that standard. He's always saying, no, look, this is going to happen and I'm allowing this to happen. But I, but right there, you have to stop. Just like when he talked to Job, it was so beautifully where he said, you, you know, and those are some of my favorite passages of scripture when he's talking to him and he says, you know, do you even understand? Do you understand how I cause the seas to go to a certain point and, and continue no more so that the whole earth isn't swallowed up in water. Do you, you don't, you don't even understand that. That's how much, that's how I am much in control of what's going on in your life. I'm in that much control that I am setting the terms of the sea. So imagine this, picture this. God is, is keeping the seas and I don't know how many there are <laughs> across the world, right? We have what, over what, 200, 190 different countries, um, you know, seven main continents. And, but he's dictating the terms of the surf and the seas and the beaches. While he's doing that, he's also upholding the stars in place. While he's doing that, He's hearing your prayer, even the one that is unspoken. While he's doing that, he's in the hospital healing someone. While he's doing that, 
He is protecting someone at night in the street. While he's doing that, he's recovering a lost soul to his kingdom. While he's doing that, he even knows the very hairs and how many hairs and have numbered the hairs. He said, you don't have 30,000 hairs. I, I don't have that many. You don't have 30,000 hairs, but this hair, I've called this one 1A and this one is 2C and this one is 3B and this one has its own name. And so he said, in, in the midst of all this that I'm regulating, I am also so much involved in your personal life and in what you're going through. So remember, God is dictating the terms behind the scenes. We may be going through something, whether it's physical, mental, emotional, spiritual. But God, remember, God is allowing us to go through that for the purpose of glorifying himself. And I was thinking about this and I'm trying, I'm getting a little bit off track with the, 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 the message, but, and I'm <laughs> getting excited, but I was thinking about this this morning that I said, Lord, you, I said, like, you're this, you know, as we would get like a megalomaniac, right? Like, you know, I need this worship and I need you to praise me, you know, to feel, you know, it's, it's not that that's not because I, I, I saw this, um, Oh my goodness, it was a discussion between like a, an atheist and someone else. And they were, and he had really, he caught our Lord. He said, God was a megalomaniac because you have to praise and you have to do this and you have to sing songs. He said, you, you're missing the point. You're missing the point because God doesn't need that. That doesn't justify. See, we look for justification, but God doesn't need anyone to justify him, right? He doesn't need anyone to give. Great job, God. Good job. See, we look for that instinctively as humans. But remember, we're justified by what? Not by the world, not by our own thoughts, but by faith, right? So now we become justified, but it's, God is like, I don't, I don't need that. That's just the appropriate response. Because he said, even if every human being on earth would not praise me, the rocks, they would cry out. They would, and it's not, again, it's not that I need it, but it's just a, the appropriate response. When someone does something good to you, what do you do? Thank you. We do it all the time in the natural. And so this is just the supernatural. And he says, you know, the, the birds would sing my praise in the morning. The trees will continue. Why do trees grow upright? It's not, don't believe it's just because of photosynthesis and that the sun and they need the rays to, to grow upward. Come on, trees are growing upward all the time. And if you put something in their path, if you put something in their path, then they will grow around it to continue to reach upward toward the source of life, toward the source of strength, toward the source of power. I can't hear an amen. I'm hoping that you're saying amen behind your mask. But if you put something in the way of this tree as it's trying to reach its source, it will work its way. It has the tenacity. It has the resolve to go around and continue to go 
upright. May we be like the trees planted by the rivers of water. May we be like that and have that tenacity and that spirit and that fire that, you know what, even if the enemy would put something in my way, I am going to reach, I'm going to do whatever I need to, to reach and pull and claw and, and climb my way to keep moving forward, to keep moving upward. Amen. Amen. I, I'm going to say amen. Myself. <laughs> but so I, I, going back, I just wanted to really look, get that sense of greater than and that power. We get that, that, that we have the authority to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. And the enemy, his power is just for the purpose of producing that tree-like response in us. His power is that impediment so that we can work around and keep growing higher, stronger, produce more fruit, spread wider, and do more, all for the glory of God. All for the glory of God. So be encouraged. And, and, and again, the end of this, I was going to talk about greater than and compare it with the less, lesser than, but God said there's no need. There's no need. Why, why, why are you even bringing up the enemy in this sermon at all? Why, why do you, you know, if, if we did more focusing on the solution than the problem while we're in the problem, if we focus more on the, the omnipotence while we're going through a, a situation where we feel powerless, if we focus more on the life giver, the bread of life, the, the water, the well that never runs dry, the everlasting upon everlasting, the consuming fire, if we focus more on Jehovah Shama, the Lord is present, Jehovah Sitkanu, the Lord is our righteousness, Jehovah Jireh, the Lord is our provision, Jehovah Shalom, the Lord is our peace, on El Elyon, on Elohim, on Adonai, if we focus more on that, on him, on who he is, then what we're going through. Oh, hallelujah. <laughs> yes. God's power. Yes. God's power. Don't focus on the pain. Focus on the healing. Focus on the one who is able to do exceeding and abundantly above all that we can ask or think according to the power that works in us. That power, what is he saying? That power, what's inside of you? That power that works, that works, that works. Not sitting, not chilling, not relaxing, not just watching you go through, not just watching you scream and, and, and squirm. That power, he's working. He is building. He is stripping. He's constantly in motion. He's holding the seas at bay. He's keeping the mountains upright. He, that power that works on the inside. On the inside, he said, I, that's me. That is me. I am there. So you don't have to look up to the sky where God is saying, I'm right here. Right. I'm right here. Lord, where are you? I'm right here. Every situation, I am right here. Right here. Yes. 
Yes. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes. Yes. Indeed. So remember, we have authority. Greater. 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 Is he. Greater is he. And we don't even have to say the end of that scripture. Greater is he. And you could almost put a period or exclamation part there, point there because the rest of the scripture doesn't matter. Greater is, so we should almost get shirts. I know our, our beloved sister, Sister Thea, who is rejoicing in the presence of the Lord, she had, we had the but God shirts. And, and I can see us with some greater shirts, just greater with an exclamation point. So that when you look in the mirror, you remember who, who is on the inside and that he yes. is greater. Yes, yes. Greater yes. is he, exclamation. That's it. Yes. End of story. Nothing else matters. Don't need to talk about the rest. Don't need to talk about the lesser because that's not my focus. So that's all I have today. God bless you. Thank you. Amen. Good work. Good work. Good work. Good work. Greater. 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 Amen. 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 Wonderful, wonderful, yeah, wonderful. <laughs> Amen. So, so Tim, if you're still there, Tim, can you hear me? Yes, sir. Um, I just want to just uh, ask uh, if you would just, you know, I just made a, a comment in my notes. She said um, that uh, we don't. Ha I'm, I'm, I'm just paraphrasing. Mm -hmm. You were talking about uh, just how great God is and just how. Uh, how mighty and how advanced he is. I was thinking about, we don't have to worship him, but we get to worship him. Amen. And I was wondering Amen. if you would, you would talk about Philippians, your, your company, Fitness 413. T tell us about Philippians 413 and what that means to you, because I think it's relevant to, yeah, yeah. to your topic. Amen. Amen. Yeah. So uh, Philippians 413, I can do all things. Yes. Right? Through Christ. I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. And, and to your point, it is it's because of who he is, because that, you know, he provides us with the strength. He gives us all that we need. And our appropriate response is to to say thank you. And we get to benefit from the built in blessing of praise, of worship of singing songs. That's just what, that's how we like to express ourselves as individuals. And so it's just, you know, in a different, every culture has their own way, but it's of giving praise back to our God. And so it's just, yeah, it's actually, it's, it's such a privilege to be able to, to praise. Um, but yeah, but God is just, he's like, I'm going to be me. <laughs> I'll yes. be who I am, regardless of, yes. of the response, regardless. It's like you think about Jeremiah, the weeping prophet, right? Who preached for 40 years and no one came to right. the knowledge of God. And, yes. and he just kept preaching. So he, essentially what he was saying, I'm going to do what I, I'm going to be who I am, regardless of your response to what I do. And, and in that same way, I feel that God is, is I, I look, I'm, I'm still upholding the worlds. I'm still feeding the sparrows. 
I'm still clothing the grass of the field. You know, I'm still doing all this regardless of who praises or says, thank you. I'm just, I, I have no other choice but to be who I am. And you, yeah. you're right. We get to not only thank him, but have that intimate relationship yes. with, yes. with a power that just mm. blows my mind, blows yes. my mind. Yes, yes. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 That's great. That's great. So I just want to just ask just before we, before we, uh, before we close and ask us some 